You know one thing that I noticed? What? We're not the only people that don't know how to start these things. Nobody knows how to start anything. <laughs> Seriously, I was watching uh, the Nako uh, Trevor Hall video. Yeah. One of their videos. Uncle Joe. Okay. And if you watch at the beginning, it. if you watch at the beginning of it, they go ready? I'm like, yeah. Go. He's like, wait, you go now? He's like, wait, you have to go again? It's whole, it was hilarious. I don't know. So it isn't just us. It's not just us. Nobody does. So it doesn't mean that necessarily we're not doing a good job, but there's just other people out there also not doing a good job. I've heard other podcasts too, and they have no idea how to start. It's so awkward how you start it. It is because you either sound like a cheesy radio Mm -hmm. host or you're awkward. Mm -hmm. And we're awkward. So, yeah. Welcome, guys. Anyway, this is Galatians. Not if, that, not everything you heard already, yeah, but what no, you're going to hear next But is what you're going to hear next is Galatians. And, um, if you haven't listened to the first three chapters, go back and listen to it already because this won't make sense. Because yep. we're just going to jump right into chapter four here in a minute. And you would need to read the first three chapters for this to make any kind of sense. But we're excited to do Bible study with you guys. If there's anything that you need, be it prayer requests, a Bible, anything else that you need in your life, um, let us know. We'd like to help. You can go to our website, aphomechurch.com, and all the info to get a hold of us is on there. So, Yep. All right, chapter four. They're not going to take a prayer first? Oh, yeah. Take a prayer for a minute. <laughs> go ahead and pause this. Spend a little time in prayer before we get started, is what he's trying to say. No, you told forget it (laughs) all right now that you've taken a prayer yes remember paul is pleading with the galatians here to to remember everything that he taught them and not listen to these uh false teachers that are coming in insisting they need salvation plus anything anything so we'll start in four first one think of it this way if a father dies and leaves an inheritance for his young children Those children are not much better off than slaves until they grow up. Even though they actually own everything their father had, they have to obey their guardians until they reach whatever age their father set. And that is the way it was before Christ came. We were like children. We were slaves to the basic spiritual principles of this world. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law, so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Before you Gentiles knew God, you were slaves to so-called gods that did not even exist. So now that you know God, or should I say now that God knows you, why do you want to go back again and become slaves once more to the weak and useless spiritual spiritual principles of this world? Are you trying to earn favor with God by observing certain days or months or seasons or years? I fear for you. Perhaps all my hard work with you is for nothing. Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to live as I do in freedom from these things. For I've become like you Gentiles, free from those laws. Paul right here obviously was a very zealous Pharisee, strictest. Uh, I mean, he was... Jew of all Jews. Jew, Hebrew of all Hebrews. He didn't have any uh, any schooling or anything to 
turn him over to Christ and for him to understand this New Testament way of life. He had it directly from Christ, but he's showing you the the process of how you're supposed to get there on your own here about how to the Jews, how Christ is the fulfillment of all these things and how all these laws and all these regulations and things like that were just temporary until the appearing of Christ. Then once the appearing of Christ came, that, that didn't take away what those things were, but it fulfilled all of them because all of them were just pointing to Christ. Right, continuing in verse 12. You did not mistreat me when I first preached to you. Surely you remember that I was sick when I first brought you the good news. But even though my condition tempted you to reject me, you did not despise me or turn me away. No, you took me in and cared for me as though I were an angel from God or even Christ Jesus himself. Uh, the condition that Paul had were not really... Nobody's really clear on what exactly that it was. It could have been something that was like boils on his skin or he could have had some sort of flesh infe infection or something something obviously to stand out and make you like Ooh. or i mean he could have just been pale and sickly looking and this I mean, is back before been, day quill so you yeah. would want to get whatever he had so he, he kind of references back to first corinthians where he said you know you receive the gospel much uh, sick much trembling mm -hmm. i believe is the words that he used so not really sure, but not that that matters. Just a little interest. Fifteen. Where is that joyful and grateful spirit you felt then? I am sure you would have taken out your own eyes and given them to me if it had been possible. Have I now become your enemy because I am telling you the truth? Those false teachers are so eager to win your favor, but their intentions are not good. They are trying to shut you off from me so that you will pay attention only to them. If someone is eager to do good things for you, that's all right. But to let them do it all the time, not just when I'm with you. Oh, my dear children, I feel as if I'm going through labor pains for you again. And they will continue until Christ is fully developed in your lives. I wish I were with you right now so I could change my tone. But at this distance, I don't know how else I can help you. Tell me, you who want to live under the law, do you know what the law actually says? The scriptures say that Abraham has two sons. One from his slave wife and one from his freeborn wife. The son of the slave wife was born in a human attempt to bring about the fulfillment of God's promise. But the son of the freeborn wife was born as God's own fulfillment of his promise. These two women serve as an illustration of God's two covenants. The first woman, Hagar, represents Mount Sinai, where people, are receive, where people receive the law that enslaved them. And now Jerusalem is just like Mount Sinai in Arabia. Let me stop right there, I'm sorry. But yes, Mount Sinai, you may not know. It's in Arabia, it's not in it's not not in Egypt. We're like ninety nine percent sure it's in Saudi Arabia. And not in Egypt. Some of us are like a hundred and ten percent sure, but Yeah, some of you are. I have to leave one percent Whatever. After I mean, I'm fully convinced that it's the I mean But, but it is interesting. But do a study I mean look into it. Yeah. Eddie Bravo, but it yeah. is interesting that the traditionally held spot for Mount Sinai is completely inaccurate. And if you study the reason why, that just it's makes fascinating. it fascinating. It kind of goes, yeah, look into it. I, I seriously, everybody should. There's a, there's what's the book called? 
I can't remember off the top of my head now that you're throwing. I have it. It's upstairs. But if you look at uh, evidence for Exodus, evidence uh, for that's Exodus, that's a good yes. one, and then you fall into all of that. But yes, and then that you'll get the you'll get into the Mount Sinai thing there. But it's fantastic. It's fascinating. It's so cool. And there's so many books and documentaries and videos and. But I don't know so how many. we get confused. Like Paul literally says it. In Arabia. And then yeah, and we and we try well, to get our I way think, around it. Well, yeah, we say, well, oh well, back then it used to be considered Arabia, or they would have considered it Arabia, or whatever. And it's like, no, it's literally in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, no, it's like literally on the other side. Like yeah. it's not. But if you just go and you look up like the real Mount Sinai, a ton of footage will come Je- up, and there is, is Jabal Allah's. Jabal Allah's. And there yeah. is so much of. But then you there's read, a bunch of stuff that comes up and says, no, Jabal Allah's is not Mount Sinai. Yeah, wrong. But if you <laughs> go and read Exodus and you read all of these things that happen and then you look into the artifacts that are still there. It's fascinating. It is crazy. It and is the really Saudi cool. Arabian government keeps it protected and blocked off. Like they don't want you to be there. So what's going on that they don't want you to see you truly exist. <laughs> and then you see all these pictures and all this information and stuff coming out of there from these various independent, you know, explorers that have gone over there and checked it out. And it's just so stinking cool it to is really see neat. scripture so alive. That's why you know? I wanted to stop right there. And it's a really random place to stop because yeah. Paul is giving like a really, really uh, deep, picture here and making an example and <laughs> well and I think this example here is so important because I know we see we don't have a day that goes by each week where we're not dealing with something from the Torah observant crowd mm-hmm. and to see again Torah pursuant yeah we all need to mm-hmm. really understand the religion that we have been grafted into that we have volunteered ourselves to be grafted into because it is this Hebrew people but this whole movement saying that Yes, you're saved by the blood of Jesus, but you show God you love him by obeying his laws and eating a certain mm-hmm. way. It, Paul is going, oh my gosh, you guys, come on. Like, I can't imagine how much he must face palm. And I think it is so mm-hmm. simple, but unfortunately, if you are not rooted in the word, reading through all of this stuff without any agenda, it can be hard to, um, you know, keep everything straight. So he's, yeah, he's and we know portraying most... a wonderful image here to really help you understand it. We know most, which looks obvious to us, but we also have to re- understand that to a lot of Hebrew people and a lot of and a lot of Torah observant people too that they're so blinded by it that they don't even they don't even see it. Paul's words don't even make sense. Yeah, which we're also told that you will be blinded. Yeah, right. You know when... that it's going to happen, and you know he they don't they don't understand the words and they twist them and then they and make again, them authoritative. And in doing all of this, you're just taking away the power of Christ because you're saying, whenever you are saying that you have to have all of these other things, you're saying that Christ's sacrifice wasn't enough. Christ's sacrifice wasn't enough if you still have this law of regulations that you must follow in order for God to know how much you love him. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? That just reminded like, me recently of the the picture of the that you showed me where it says that if Paul said to not keep the law, then why did he take a Nazarite vow? Yeah, and I'm like, are you? It literally it, it <laughs> he explains, explains why he did it to the Jews. To the Jews, I became a Jew, but he he explains that he didn't want to offend them. In I was that looking for he common wanted ground to preach common ground to preach sure, yeah. Christ. 
And he said, okay, I'm going to go ahead, and even though I no longer am bound to it, I'm going to go ahead and I hear... Uh, he's a Hebrew, for God's well, sakes, of course. And he's... they also teach that um, it's been these mistakes with the translations that have changed the wording where we are most certainly under obligation to keep a kosher diet with the clean and the unclean foods and these mistakes and translations have added stuff in there saying yeah that that's is, been a new one that's I'm interesting like, you have to throw out a lot of scripture to make that. these things work and again the point is just how they were we saying want... that god wasn't showing peter that you did you told me yeah this that his yeah the the um the showing of the animals on the cloth that was just to talk to the people and in no way carried any implication over with the animals and what you eat um and again, our whole point is, you guys, let's read the Bible and let's apply it literally to our lives. It, it's pretty straightforward if you just humble yourself and come at it with an empty cup and let God fill it. But we've said before, too, this doesn't just apply to the these types of movements. This can apply to something like Catholicism. Mm -hmm. um, even though they preach a false gospel and a false Christ, it's a cult. The Jehovah Witnesses add mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. Mormons add things. You know, the same, they're the same Anyone cult, who's telling you that it's Jesus and... and or like, Jesus isn't enough. Or but they don't say that. Jesus so it's, wasn't it's, it's who, Jesus he, who and he was. You do these things so that God will know that you love him. Jesus and you have to pray to Mary, make it to Mass, and go to confession. Jesus or they, and Or they'll come to, off where they'll push everything out. Like, yeah, Jesus was awesome. But then when you get into it, Jesus wasn't everything. He was just a human that was, yeah. you know, and, and then you get into ridiculous. Jesus plus nothing. So, yeah. So that can be applied to all of this. You're literally in, in the, the middle, middle of 20. Right after Saudi Arabia. I know where I'm at okay. for this one. Because know this, Arabia. Yeah, this started off in Arabia. All right. Because she and her children live in slavery to the law. Verse 26. But the other woman, Sarah, represented the heavenly, heavenly Jerusalem. She is the free woman, and she is our mother. As Isaiah said... Rejoice, O childless woman, you who have never given birth. Break into a joyful shout, you who have never been in labor. For the desolate woman now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband. And you, dear brothers and sisters, are children of the promise, just like Isaac. But you are now being persecuted by those who want to keep the, you to keep the law. Just as Ishmael, the child born by human effort, persecuted Isaac, the child born by the power of the Spirit. We literally just said you're being persecuted by those who want you to keep the law. Just as Ishmael persecuted Isaac. You don't need anything else. Verse 30. But what do the scriptures say about that? Get rid of the slave and her son, for the son of the slave woman will not share the inheritance with the free woman's son. So, dear brothers and sisters, we are not children of the slave woman. We are children of the free woman. love how chapter 5 starts off again because when you read it and you just apply it literally, it is so unbelievably clear. And it does not contradict anything else. Um, it It's so simple. And so to read through it is so important. Yep. So, 5. So, Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Listen, I, Paul, tell you this. If you are counting on circumcision to make you right with God, then Christ will be of no benefit to you. I say it again. If you are trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, you must obey every regulation in the whole law of Moses. 
For if you're trying to make yourselves right with God by keeping the law, you've been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. That's literally impossible to be able to keep the whole law. And that's what Paul's saying. It's it's not. Even even priests had to had to bring offerings. Yeah. Sin offerings. Mm -hmm. So if you have to bring a sin offering, that means that you broke the law. And which means that you have Christ not further explained that even if you don't think you're breaking the law because you haven't actually right and then someone, he expanded further in someone. saying a thought yeah is breaking the law yeah. all right verse five but we who live by the spirit eagerly wait to receive by faith the righteousness god has promised to us for when we place our faith in christ jesus there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised what is important is faith expressing itself in love which again is when Jesus explained, because he, he fulfilled every regulation of the law. All of those things were there, right? They said they will not pass away until heaven and earth passes away because they must be fulfilled. So they did not pass away until they were fulfilled. Christ fulfilled every regulation of the law. And then Christ said, listen to my commandments that I give you. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And then love your neighbor as yourself. To show love to every other human being mm -hmm. is to fulfill the law. It's that right. simple. It's not going through and, you know, straining everything to get the gnat, <laughs> you know, out of your stuff and picking things and being all these crazy regulations. It's love, guys. Jesus. Yeah. Love. <laughs> God above all. Verse 7. Right? Yes. You were running the race so well. Who has held you back from following the truth? It certainly isn't God, for he is the one who called you to freedom. This false teaching is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough. I am trusting the Lord to keep you from believing false teachings. God will judge that person, whoever he is, who has been confusing you. Dear brothers and sisters, if I were still preaching that you must be circumcised, as some say I do, why am I still being persecuted? If I were no long I'm sorry, if I were no longer preaching salvation through the cross of Christ, no one would be offended. I just wish that those troublemakers who want to mutilate you by circumcision would mutilate themselves. <laughs> I love yeah, that that, that yeah. yeah, Paul the word there is uh, yeah, is actually cut themselves off. Yeah. Yeah. Turn um, themselves into eunuchs. I love though um, not necessarily that part, but um, <laughs> if I were no longer preaching salvation through the cross of Christ, no one would be offended. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know when you're actually speaking the truth of Christ is when is people when, get offended. Yeah. Yeah. People don't like to hear that. They don't like to hear that you just need to humble yourself and fall before Christ. Like that's really simple and he will change you your life will be completely transformed and look nothing like it did before but we don't like to hear that part All right verse 13 13 for you've been called to live in freedom my brothers and sisters but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature instead use your freedom to serve one another in love for the whole law could be summed up in this one command love your neighbor as yourself but if you're always biting and devouring one another watch out beware of destroying one another you can see that that happens right because they say i mean it's you don't know christ if you don't read this specific bible version yeah or you don't know christ if you don't follow torah 
-hmm. or you don't you don't know Christ if you're not part of this church or that church be careful with that yeah I mean we can we definitely call out false teachings and 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 say but as far as saying the Bible versions and crazy things like this that's the spiritual fruit you produce is a window into your heart and that shows us if you truly love Christ or not Mm -hmm. that's your spiritual fruit that is how you behave, how you act, how you treat people, how you truly live this out loud, right? Spiritual fruit is one thing, but you don't know Christ because you don't read this Bible, you don't go to this mm-hmm. church, you don't obey these laws, you don't eat this way, you don't, I mean, that's when you get into, okay, guys, let's, let's stop for a second here. This next part here going into verse 16 is what I talk about a lot with the struggle that you have and then just a realization of what uh, these two forces are that are constantly fighting in you. You have one that's constantly wanting to sin and cannot obey God, but then you have the Holy Spirit that can perfectly obey but and, and can move you to good works into serving God yet the two are fighting each other and they naturally go against each other so it is something that we have to remain conscious of and uh, remain cautious of and kind of he explains the whole thing here so I say let the Holy Spirit guide your lives then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your own good intentions. But when you are directed by the spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, The results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. I don't make this stuff up. This is not my rules. This is not my... I didn't say... It all says it. You just read the book. I did. That is literally all I did is read the book. And it could not be more clear. These are... This is evidence. These things are your sinful nature and this is what we want to be involved in and this is what we are involved in and get involved in when you def- when you follow these desires of your sinful nature and you list them off one by one but if you break them down to each one you think of anybody living in any kind of any kind of these things it doesn't matter whether it's a person person who has is angry all the time that just blows up pops her top consistently that's following a sinful nature and that's not evidence of the fruit of the spirit no matter what you claim that you have 
if you're constantly getting angry and popping your top, you need to self-assess because it says that sins like these won't allow you to inherit the kingdom of God. If this is something that you're consistently living in, this is something that you're doing. Anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Remember, that's when I shared, um, not that I feel like it really was anger, but I come from a family of yellers. We all yell. I, I don't know why, but we just were all a bunch of yellers. And uh, I did kind of challenge myself a few years back with the kids that I didn't want to be yelling anymore. So I got this just cheapo set of stackable rings to put on my hand so I could track and pay attention to how much um, I was yelling. Anytime I would yell, I would move a ring to the other hand to pay attention to myself with how much I was doing that. But it's so important, I think, to not just read over these and, you know, just kind of glance at them and go over, but this is where you self-assess and you look at these things. All right, Brandon's computer, which we're most certain is dying, um, is down. Like, that's down. almost, this is getting, like, as predictable as me forgetting what verse we're on at yeah. this point. So I'll be but now it's attempting repairs. What's it repairing? I don't know. <laughs> and it said that it couldn't repair my PC, so that's good. Okay, um, that's fantastic. Verse 22. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. You think you want to add? I think it's pretty clear. Chapter 6. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back on the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, where is... I was trying to find the verse right here. Um, yeah, Galatians. Oh, he goes into it again, I think, here and coming up in 12. He'll talk more about that. But again, like we said, Christ said very clearly these are the laws do these things and this is what God's looking for it wasn't just about what you eat and what you do on certain days and this and that I mean it's about your heart it's so much deeper than just yeah. that verse 4 pay careful attention to your own work for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else for we are each responsible for our own conduct those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. 
Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. I feel like... Um, he. That's really important, though, because we should do good to everyone, and uh -huh. then especially yeah. to those in the household of faith. But we, we need to remember that we have to do good to everyone. Yes. Especially those in the household of faith. Mm -hmm. Yes. But everyone. And a lot of times we forget that everyone. I think I want to write um, verse 9 down and like hang it up in our like bedroom or in our bathroom in the mirror when we're getting ready. But that, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Uh, verse 11 here, kind of finishing this up. Notice what large letters I use as I write these closing words in my own handwriting. Obviously, Paul used, you know, a scribe to help write the letters, but he always authenticated. That's mm -hmm. his blue check mark to show that, no, this is legit. This is from me. Those who are trying to force you to be circumcised want to look good to others. They don't want to be persecuted for teaching that the cross of Christ alone can save. And even those who advocate circumcision don't keep the whole law themselves. They only want you to be circumcised so that they can boast about it and claim you as their disciples. Yeah. Again, deciphering what we're being taught, what we're getting wrapped up in, what we're doing. Is it Christ alone or is it Christ plus something else? Mm -hmm. Something you have to do or listen to or be or go. Verse 14, as for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified, and the world's interest in me has also died. It doesn't matter whether we have been circumcised or not. What counts is whether we have been transformed into a new creation. May God's peace and mercy be upon all who live by this principle. They are the new people of God. So again, our lives being radically transformed and looking vastly different than anyone else's in this world is far more important than anything. Mm -hmm. If you do this on a certain day, if you belong to this church, if you follow these rules, if you, if you, if you, if you, does your life look radically different or do you look pretty much like everyone else? Yeah. Much bigger. From now on, don't let anyone trouble me with these things. For I bear on my body the scars oh, that okay. show I belong to Jesus. Dear brothers and sisters, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Leave me alone. I'm done answering <laughs> I'm this so question. I'm so sick of this. Well, but that's where it is. I mean, nothing's new under the sun, and you look at these things that come up, and it's like Paul is just this up is there fairly, face palming. This is fairly early for him to get this frustrated. Well, I guess you get the most frustrated early in your ministry, I guess. I guess. It, it takes you a while. Poor Paul. He's, and now you just see these things that come up, and he's just got to be up there going, like, you've got to be kidding me with this. I was so clear. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, that is the book of Galatians. Anything mm -hmm. else you want to... No, I think the book of Galatians took my uh, computer because it killed my computer. Well, praying Brandon's computer decides to miraculously come back and No, it's dead. Work. Yeah, it's Still dead. nothing? Yeah, it's done. Oh, Lord. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I hope everybody enjoyed it. We had a lot of fun. We'll see you guys tomorrow and move into the Corinthians. Yep.